2: Daily presented by BetMGM.
1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily. Presented by BetMGM. MGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski, Jim Rodriguez with you on this Soon to be holiday weekend. A lot of people probably already on vacation. Um, And we're talking about some football. Christmas Eve, a one o'clock game. Giants at Vikings. Giants four-point underdogs. The total 48 at BetMGM in this one. The Vikings, of course, played last Saturday. Had the largest (laughs) comeback in NFL history. Um, Mm -hmm. And the Giants coming off that huge win against the Commanders on Sunday night football. So I know a fraud bowl is what Paul Aspen was calling it. I think that's funny, but I don't know. I mean, you've got, let's see, you have, I, I mean, last week, the Giants at Commanders, this line closed at four, right? Now you've got the same line in Minnesota. I don't know. I mean, the Vikings have a much better home field advantage than the Commanders who have none. So I'm probably a little higher on the Vikings than most, but... I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning Vikings in this one, guys. I mean, I, I don't trust the Vikings to win by margin, but if That's I it. had to pick a side, I'd go Vikings.
0: That's, that is really interesting that you have the Giants on the road again, and it's pretty much the same point spread. Commanders and the Vikings. Um, it just tells you how much the betting market does not like the Vikings still. They're just holding out. One of these weeks, this team is going gonna, is gonna to lose straight up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The Vikings, 11 and three with a point, p- plus two point differential. <laughs> and then the Giants are three games above 500 and they have a negative 25 point differential. So I think it's, it's kind of fair, Like earlier in the year. Like, how are the Giants getting by doing this? Then they went a, went a month without winning a game. Uh, the Giants, all of their eight wins are one score wins. All eight. And the Vikings are 10 and 0 in one score games. That, that might never happen again. For as long as we watch football it's amazing cousins is on a roll right now he's been averaging over 440 yards the last couple yeah. of weeks now when, when you break down the numbers when you look at these two defenses they both stink like yards per play the giants are 28 the vikings are 31st uh the vikings are better at stopping the run which i find interesting because you got saquon on the other side uh the giants aren't really good at anything Uh, defensively in the red zone. They do tighten things up a little bit, but um, yeah, obviously more explosion on the Vikings offensive end Uh, coaching matchup. I I think it's pretty fair. You want to see a a larger sample size. You have two rookie two rookie coaches, Uh, net yards per play. They're both near the bottom. So I just Mm -hmm. look at that and think, what what was it going to be like emotionally for the, for the Vikings this week after an all time victory? Can they get back up for that game? They've already won the division. They don't have their spot set in the playoffs, but the NFC North is is now done. Um, now at four for a Giants team that does not have the playoff spot yet. They're likely going to be in it, but it's not done yet. Uh, I would – underdog again. I didn't realize how many dogs I like this week, but I, I would go underdog because I think these teams are pretty close and we've got a line of four.
2: If you know me, if you follow my betting patterns, Daniel – jones 16 and 5 all time on the road road as an underdog against the spread he is five and one on the road against the spread outright wins at tennessee against the packers in london at jacksonville they covered against dallas at washington an outright win I don't know how he does it. He doesn't have any part of it most of the time, but I love it. He's there 16 and five. I ain't arguing with it. I'm riding that hot hand. It actually was four and a half. It's down to four. Now I'm rolling with the Giants plus four. I can't, I, I don't, I can't explain it. He, they find a way to, you know, you mentioned Joe, all, all the, all the close score games and the one prop. This is when you're in the weeds a little bit. This is when clearly I was waiting for my wife in, in, the, in, in some sort of a lobby somewhere of a store. Graham Gano has three games this season of multiple 50 yard field goals. So long as mm. field goal, how about Graham Gano, okay? Three games this year, multiple 50 yard field goals in the game, and the Vikings have given up eight. Fifty-yard field goals this year, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run into that prop as well. But I'll take the Giants all day plus four. Why not? Because we, they're delivering. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm gonna go the other way. I lean Vikings, so we'll see how this one. Um... Well, can
0: can I ask you guys about Dana Jones for a second? Um, we all call him Danny Dimes, or most of us do. We all, we've all heard that nickname. Uh, according to Pro Football Reference, he has another nickname that I have not heard, but I'd like this to be the main one. Have you heard him referred to as Vanilla Vic? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> That's what it says. A Pro Football Reference. Wow. I was, I was looking at his split, split numbers. 32 Mario's touchdowns, 11 interceptions it. on the road. Oh, he's heard Vanilla Oof. Vic. <laughs> sadly. Sad, sadly, I have. Very sadly. Mario's in those streets. I wish I didn't. Heard it all. Uh, I got my into <laughs> the streets. You've, you've, you 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 know somebody that calls him Vanilla Vic or like where, where did you hear this? Vanilla van. uh, I had a buddy that placed a very large wager uh, on the Giants uh, earlier this year, and yeah. they hit. And he came into my apartment screaming, um, "Vanilla Vic!" And I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this. I'm Done with Daniel Jones, and
2: done with NFL <laughs> betting." <laughs> You're like, "Get out."
1: Did he do 40x? <laughs> I might be yelling Vanilla you know. Vic as well. <laughs> All right, so Joe, you you mentioned you like a lot of underdogs, but what about the Bengals? Three point favorites at the Patriots this week. Your Bengals—they're like 18 yeah. and two ATS in their last 20, or something crazy like that. Um, gotta love the Bengals right now, right? In this in this spot here.
0: Why is this number three? That That's right. where I'm stuck. Yes, I'm supposed to like the right. Bengals. And really, if you look at the box score last week against the Bucks, they should not have won that game. If you look at the yardage, yards per play and all that, it was about the Bucks turnovers in the second half. They only had 237 yards against Tampa Bay. Uh, they now sit alone in first place. I, I love the, the Bengals' defensive coordinator going up against Patricia. I mean, come on. Uh, How how much credit do we want to give New England? It feels like that's what the Sharper Betters are doing. They're saying that was an all-time bad loss. You are going to get a focused effort from a Belichick team. It it feels like that's why the number is three. Then I look at that injury report yesterday. Uh, Jalen Mills is out. Parker's out. Jacoby Myers, questionable. Ramondre Stevenson, questionable. Interesting. The two guys involved in that uh, completely (laughs) botching it against the Raiders are both questionable. Maybe they're just being benched here. Uh, <laughs> sharp money is on New England, so that's what has, has me backing away a little bit. I, even though I know it's a public play, I, I would be with the squares on Cincinnati because I, just, I have zero trust in this New England offense going against a Cincinnati defense, and I've got Burrow on my side, and I'm only laying three points, and they've been so great over the last two full years against the spread. So with Cincinnati or nothing for me, but I am concerned. Why is all this sharp money coming in on the Pats?
2: Yeah, for Burrow, 13 touchdown tosses in his last five games. He's been a machine. Uh, Now, the only thing I can think of is the Cincinnati defense is banged up. Two of their rushers are hurt. Uh, Their secondary is banged up. Now, can Mac Jones, a.k.a. the folding chair, can he exploit that sort of banged up defense? I don't know. I like the over. Forty-one and a half. and a half. It doesn't seem that it's going to be terrible weather in Foxborough, uh, the way the, the the Bengals have been playing. I like the 41 and a half there. Um, Patriots 0 and 4 against winning teams this year. Teams that, that are currently, that they've played, that have winning records, they're 0 and 4. Uh, The only thing I could think of is why it's three is because the Cincinnati defense is banged up. That tells me there's going to be more points in this game. So I like Cincinnati laying the three. I like the over 41 and a half uh, and Joe Burrow over touchdown tosses. Let's go.
1: So what about the second half spread or even money line? We've talked about this Bengals team, you know, and the adjustments that they make. Either of you interested in that second half winner, uh, Bengals minus one thirty four. I'm seeing, or it's still even money. Bengals minus one and a half second half.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I would just wait in, until during the game. I wouldn't bet it ahead of time because what if it's twenty four to three Cincinnati at halftime? How do you feel about that second half bet? You know, where, where there could be a lot of garbage points and the defense doesn't care at the very end, and then New England ends up covering. So if it's a tight game, if Cincinnati's trailing. I love the Bengals in a second half bat. It's not something I would do ahead of time. And remember, for Cincinnati, they're leading the division, as you pointed out.
2: But this is kind of a must-win game for them because what's next? Buffalo. And what's after that? Last game of the year, maybe for the division title against Baltimore. So anytime you can book and you can bank these wins and it's a conference game, This is the time to do it. So since he needs this game and so much for the Super Bowl loser curse, right? The Bengals are spitting in the face of that. Yeah.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Moving right along, Los Leones at the Panthers. A little Spanish for you there, J. Rod.
2: So, so.
1: <laughs> the Lions. Two and a half point favorites in this one. So we've got the Lions coming off another victory against Zach Wilson and the Jets. That was an ugly game. The Panthers, they got beat up by the Steelers last week. So the Lions' run defense, I think it's been on fire. Jared Mm -hmm. Goff, um, as we know, one of the most pressure-sensitive quarterbacks in the NFL. I lean Lions here in this one, minus the two and a half.
0: Yeah, I thought this was going to get to three. I'm curious why uh, why we're not there at three yet. Because this is... Um, listen, has Sam Darnold been good? Eh. He just hasn't turned the ball over in his three starts. He's got three touchdowns and no interceptions. So at least he's protecting that. Uh, as far as this game overall... The Panthers' defense lately has been much, much better. Now, the Lions had a tough matchup last week. They didn't put up a ton of points, but they got out of the game with the Jets with a victory. So you have to give them credit, but um, is Carolina going to be able to hold them in check? I mean, that's how the Lions have been winning. I mean, you look, look at them offensively. I mean, red zone, you know, they're, they're viewed as top five, top six uh, across a number of metrics. And it's all about getting their, their star players on offense back healthy I mean they struggled when those guys were out they start one and six they're six in one since I'm surprised it's two and a half I thought we would get to three and possibly beyond that I want to take Carolina but I also want to be getting at least a field goal to be able to do that so um, I'm, I'm going to be on the sideline for this one and uh, I'm curious what what uh, golf looks like outdoors once again back-to-back weeks because he had a very long stretch indoors good weather indoors good weather and now he's finally going to have to start dealing with some of these elements
2: yeah I'm, I'm going to be doing the prop nasty on this one listen Detroit terrible against the pass see DJ Moore receiving yards they're terrible right. against the run see Deontay Freeman see see Deontay Foreman see Chubba Hubbard I I I, I Forty-three and a half, I think, is more doable than the two and a half. That's more sexy for me uh, in terms of maybe getting it over there. I think there'll be points. Detroit is great against the number. They're 10 and four against the spread this year. But but, but the one thing I'm going to really focus in is on the second half. Second half being the highest scoring half. These teams are both always find themselves behind and always seem to roar back in the second half. So... Leones Banderas, mm. segunda mitad, Eric. Segunda mitad. Second half. <laughs> love it. Love it.
1: Shout out Hefe Bet right there, too. Yes. Gotta to check you out. All right. So Falcons at Ravens, um, Falcons, six and a half point dogs, and the total here 35 and a half. And Desmond Ritter did not look good in his first start. And now you're facing a Ravens team that's a lead at stopping the runs, which means, oh, Ritter, you're going to have to pass the ball. And there's also some word that Huntley, his throwing shoulder is a bit banged up, even though we're going to see him play. It's not going to be Lamar. Eileen Ravens here, guys.
0: Yeah, Huntley was saying yesterday that it was just sore. That's all he was dealing with. But he's going to be uh, the starting quarterback in this one. You also have Marcus Peters out, Calais Campbell out there for Baltimore. You know, Roquan Smith, the former Bears, made quite an impact at this Ravens defense. I mean, just the way they've been against the run since making that addition. When people are mad they didn't get a receiver, and I think that is fair. But uh, Roquan's made an impact on the defensive side of the ball. And Ritter was brutal brutal in his uh, debut in the league last week. Didn't even get to – 100 passing yards. got 38 rushing yards, so he did run the ball a little bit. Uh, the Falcons defense is rough, but like, like Aaron mentioned, it's Huntley. Uh, Falcons are going to run the ball. That, that's the only thing they can do on offense. So you got a, a young quarterback, went through some struggles last week, going against a really good defense, a defense that's great at stopping the run, and they're going to run the ball. I, I'll tease Baltimore to, I mean, we say this every damn week, and that usually they don't cover. But uh, the Ravens look like a teaser leg. I don't see how this goes over the number. Is there any way this goes over? What are we at? 30, 35. Oh, we're down to 35 and a half. Even at that number, it's gone down this week. I think that's fair. It makes all the sense in the world. I don't know how the Falcons are going to score, and you've got a backup quarterback to the Ravens.
2: I'll take the Falcons in the six and a half. I, Baltimore all never right. All right.
0: You're
1: listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We continue to line them up. Commanders at Niners next.